Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Digitama Castery, the show where we rant about Digimon for a few minutes or maybe an hour. I don't know. We'll see how long this one goes. Last one went pretty long. This one might go pretty long because we have a lot to talk about. You may have noticed that we didn't release an episode last week, and there are reasons for that that I'm not going to get into. But we decided, hey, wait a minute, this might be good. What if we started doing two episodes per episode? Two episodes of the show per episode of the cast. I should have said that better, but I didn't, and we're going with it. So today we are going to be talking about episodes five and six of Digimon Ghost Game, and we are also going to be going over a few other subjects. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am usual as Humulos, and joining me from the state of Florida is... Uh, hello, I'm Purple Flurp. I am uh, also here and in Florida. That is what I said. Yeah, it is. I'm just <laughs> confirming. You're just confirming. In case I was a liar, yeah, as yeah. people know me to be. I, I do lie about evolution requirements. Yeah, your guides are all, so. all incorrect quite frequently, so it, it makes sense that you'd lie about where I am. And who else do we have here? It's me, Vince. Vince Valor, from the l almost literal opposite side of the country. Yes, for those uh, who don't know, which should be everyone, because I don't think we've ever revealed this, but we generally record these on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and poor Vince wakes up <laughs> in the wee hours of the morn to uh, join us with them. So at some point, we do have to record at a different time to accommodate the Australians <laughs> and also EXE, who is less willing to wake up that early, which I do not blame her for. <laughs> I don't blame her either. I just got used to waking up this early. I've been up for an hour already. Dang, that is impressive. <laughs> I wish I could do that, kind of. All right, so Vince, you had a topic related to V-Pets. What, what, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, we're doing the, the V-Pets, eh? Yeah, we're doing the V-Pets. Okay, do that first. All right. Oh, wait, you're right. We do do the other thing first. I was going to say this. Wow, okay. I'm out of order. All right, completely I'm out of order. Anarchy. Screw, we're still doing it. I yeah. said it, therefore it is law. Anarchy. If I said it, it's already <laughs> happening. So Vince, Ch go for it. Changing up the release schedule, changing up how we talk about things. It's a whole new Everything's past. changing. Nothing is, nothing is the same anymore. All right. I wanted to figure out between everyone here, what is your least favorite beat pet? And to clarify that. You, uh, obviously we all deal with Digimon V-Pets on a regular basis, but some of us are also fans of expanding into other realms of the V-Pet universe, so we'll, uh, we'll go with the all-encompassing, so yes. Vince, your question, Any what, virtual is, what is your answer? My virtual pet is still a Digimon V-Pet, uh, and it, I know people who quite enjoy this device, but the, the Cross Wars Mini is definitely one that I can say is not my favorite. Um, it's just... It challenges the idea of what a V-Pet is in terms of growth and learning and getting new mons and just being the same thing every time. And I just said I don't like it as much. And it's, it's got the worst parts of the mini with the worst parts of Cross Wars. That's a great tagline. <laughs> I have never raised one. I have one. I do own a Cross Mini because it will be featured in one of the uh, episodes of A Brief History of Digimon V-Pets. But I only turned it on long enough to see it start up. From what I understand, that one basically just, uh, every time you do a battle, you can change based on what you fight. Is that right? Something like, it's been a while since I've ran one, but basically you just have the one Mon and then you can make it change into other forms, but it'll revert back eventually. That's why it's probably contentious whether or not you'd be raising it, even if you ran the device. Mm hmm. Because it doesn't change. Yeah. I mean, it does, it but not it, does, it doesn't grow, yes. That's a good question, is how, how important to each of you, is it that a creature you're raising on a V-Pet goes through 
some kind of change as you raise it. Like, is that a vital piece of the V-Pet experience to you? Does yeah. Come from Digimon. Yeah, it is. Ooh, I, that's like, a good question. I, 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 I see the things like the Mushi King device as more of like a game than like an actual V-Pet. So like, cause the, it, like it can get hungry, it can get like injured and stuff, but like those are kind of just like side effects of it being a living creature. I guess it's. I guess it's. Uh, I guess it's kind of a pet because it's sitting there. But I don't know. It does for a V pet, technically grow. It goes into yeah, like it a once, grow, right? grow once. A, it grows once, yeah. but it's like that's like the default. That's like turning on the device counts as growth in that case. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I see that as more of like a of a of a game than a if, uh, than a raising V pet type thing. If the subject of the device is interesting enough, and you do have to like feed it and take care of it. And it eventually does something at the end, like it's not the same the entire time. I would consider that a V pet. It's like a Mushi King. I yeah, that's that's a good, good like choice because it it doesn't like the grub doesn't really matter. You pick an egg and then it becomes a grub and it becomes yeah. a thing and eventually it flies away. It's like, did you raise it? Yes. Is it a V pet? Tech technically yes, but in terms of like what you prefer, it doesn't really do anything after it becomes the the beetle. It's a or V pets. <laughs> yeah, I have to censor that. Do yeah, it? I will. I I do censor every usage of that word in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be a lot of Yoshi noises. <laughs> comes out. <laughs> I'll go ahead and okay, say so, what uh yeah. what my least favorite V pet is. So I know a lot of you might be expecting me to say the Excel, the, the Digimon Excel, but it is in fact not a V pet. So I will instead choose uh, <laughs> the Tamagotchi Umino, which is um, an abysmal device that is technically a V-Pet, but um, should not be allowed to be used by, like, you know, people. It's the Dark Souls of V-Pets. It, it, it is called that. It is called the Dark Souls of V-Pets, um, but I have also heard that Dark Souls is enjoyable. It's so true. Maybe, I can confirm that. Maybe not. Because it is, it's it actually it takes it takes what a V pet should be and it perverts it. It makes it um, a farce. <laughs> like you should be I, to me. To me, I like I mean, this might be down to what like personal preferences, but I enjoy a V pet that doesn't make me want to kill myself. <laughs> so um, it's like it's one of those things where it it makes you constantly have to pay attention to it. And I like when a V pet sits to the side beeps every once in a while you like fulfill requirements and then beyond that it's just upkeep it's the maintenance but Can't this you... device literally requires you to stare at it 24 7 to make sure that it doesn't die and i think it can that... just randomly die yeah it, like yeah. it can it can get randomly attacked by a polar bear and that's it like it's just gone so i think it can survive like a bit of that but but pro like i don't know it's 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 rough like you you constantly have to uh like clean it if it inks itself. I don't know. It's it's just not fun. <laughs> I mean, the worst part of it for me uh, with the ocean is the fact that it punishes you for actually using it too. It's like <laughs> like oh, I need I need to fill up my happiness hearts. Time to go play the the game. Oops, I got an octopus and now I lost all my happiness hearts and my screen is black because Gross. I just wasn't lucky. And it makes you not want to play it, but you have to to keep it alive. And it's yeah. Like, ugh. I know there are exploits that there's like an exploit that lets you raise it more easily, but it's like I know I know this is your philosophy too. It's like Humulos, uh, if you if you need to like resort to an exploit in order to make the device like well maybe that's my philosophy. 
I can't remember. I mean, I agree with it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think exploit should be a part of the actual raising process. Like, oh, yeah, because you think that way about the Excel. Ex yeah. Exactly. I, I think that the fudging the DP by like feeding yourself in a DP plus, giving yourself 200 DP, I think that's the worst way to play the Excel. A lot of people love that about it. They're, they 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 cite Which it as like ridiculous to me. Oh, it's like you can finish a run in one day. It's like is that the like, point of a V pad though? That. Like <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, I can like look sell over a five to six day period. Yeah, like I can look at a PNG sequence of like the Digimon <laughs> getting raised and get the same like amount of high enjoyment. High quality GIF. Which speaking of high quality GIFs, that's the best feature of the ocean though. Is that and I said this, I say this all the time, but if you get <laughs> an Umino or a Tamagotchi Ocean. You put in the battery, and immediately there's this little splash screen of two of the fish just swimming back and forth. And then you don't touch anything, and you get the perfect device. <laughs> it's just a it's, nice little screensaver. It's just a nice little screensaver. Uh, Does it show the time at least? Um, no, it doesn't even show yeah. the time, unfortunately. But it, uh, it, it's just those things, and it's a uh, yeah. There you go. You get maybe, the beautiful shell. You get the beautiful bubbles. And harken back to maybe, Windows 95. Maybe it is satire. Fish tank. Maybe it is satire. It does feel like. Bondi was angry when they. <laughs> Someone was filled with hate. Tamagotchi's too easy, huh? Yeah, because the the uh, companion device to it, the uh, garden or the Morino, was uh, not nearly as difficult. It, no it's way. Not like drop dead easy either. It's just it's just a perfectly fun time. Out of curiosity, did you actually own that Umino flip, or were you just like trying out um, your sister's? No, uh, I actually got it from Laitama for uh, thankfully pretty inex uh, pretty cheap because it has like a bubble behind the screen. So mm. I was like, oh wow, that adds to the immersion because it's just underwater. <laughs> but but yeah, no, it's it just sits on my shelf. I, I, it it fills a slot when I take collection picks. That's about it. I don't run it. Beautiful. Ever. Yeah, those have spiked recently too. It's it's. Yeah. I feel expensive. like I feel like it's. They probably spiked because people say stuff like it's the Dark Souls of V pets, and people are like, oh, I just want to try it. I just really want to see if I can do it. And the answer is, you probably could do it. Anyone yeah. probably could do it. But should you? Should you do it? That's the question. Yeah, just remember, make sure you're getting that uh, the proper ratio when you start it up. And if you don't have the proper ratio, restart it and try again. That's what I like. I like just pure uh, RNG, whether or not I get to enjoy something. Yep. That's that's what I like. <laughs> so my least favorite, the funny thing is, is that I don't like the ocean at all. Um, but it at least looks pretty and has characters I like on it and has interesting mechanics. That, that is doesn't true. qualify to fun, but it does. It is interesting. And the worst thing for me is something that isn't even interesting, and that is easily the Tamagotchi Mini, uh, which was re-released twenty years later. Not twenty. It was like 10. <laughs> it was, it was released several, we? Yeah. Um, it was released um, sometime later as like an anniversary device in the US. That's when I picked it up. I didn't pick it up on its first run back in like 2005. And so I'm like, oh, cool, a new Tamagotchi. I'm going to try this out. And I did. And I'm like, this was the most boring experience <laughs> I've ever had because you, were, you guys are talking about the growth aspect and how you prefer that in something. So like when I was a kid and I saw Gigapets, I'm like, doesn't turn into anything else. It's just a dog forever. Why would I want this? And um, I help, felt I feel that way about V pets in general. I want them to grow and change into something cool. And um, the mini starts off as a baby and then immediately evolves into an adult. And that's it. Like that's all you get from that device. And then the, you may think, well, okay, but maybe it has some other stuff because the Nano is the same way, right? But the Nano at least has all these games, there's all these character shells. No, the mini doesn't even have a game on it. It's a uh, you can feed it, you can give it snacks, 
and that might do something. It's it's impossible to tell because there's no feedback from the device about what your Tamagotchi needs. And if a poop appears, you hit the button and it clears. And it's very disappointing because even the Digimon Mini, like, yeah, it's very bare bones as well, but you can at least battle and train with it. Like, it's still got those features going on. The Mini has... Mm -hmm. and, and the Mini evolves. The Digimon Mini evolves all the way from top to bottom. Like, but the Tamagotchi Mini is just just does nothing it is just such a nothing device and i anytime i start it up it's like i feel nothing towards it so yeah i think it's important to remember that at the end of the day someone out there likes all of these devices <laughs> i know people oh, yeah. who love the umino i know people who love the cross mini i'm sure there's some depraved individual out there who <laughs> likes the tamagotchi mini yeah if it's their only device i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> dm20 syndrome that's what we call that <laughs> Not that the DM20 is a bad device. It is a good device. No, 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 no. no you said it. Is... You said it. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. I'm... <laughs> Time to die. I, uh... <laughs> I deserve no, most this. Most Digimon VPATs, the nice thing is, is that there's few that anyone would really call terrible. It's just they're not as fun as others. Yeah. yeah. And that changes a lot from person to person as well. Like, it's very... They very much appeal to different types of people overall, which yeah. I like. Because like you said, and... even it's, there are people that like the cross mini. I don't, but some people do. And at the bare minimum, they at least, like, fight. That's yeah. something. So there you go, V-Pet. So uh, we, we skipped over the first segment, as <laughs> you are aware, as you pointed out, because I'm good at my job. So <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about some just completely non-Digimon-related stuff. And we're going to talk about our what, what other hobbies we have. And this is a this is a difficult question for me, because this is kind <laughs> of my big one. But um, let's, uh, let's start with the guy. What, what do you call it? A captura, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's called captura. So I take video game pictures captura. in Warframe. Mm. That's like my primary hobby right now, but I did take a year off of it um, last year. Um, so I, I have a bunch of other hobbies as well besides like virtual photography things. Like I play a lot of trading card games, um, but sporadically. It's like I'll, I'll be really into magic one at like one point, and then like a month later, I'm like, eh. Screw magic. I'll play uh, something else. I'll do anything else. Um, but yeah, card games will always be there. Um, sometimes I get into like really old nostalgic things. Like uh, recently I was kind of into the Hot Wheels Acceleracers uh, show. Do people what? remember that? <laughs> no, what is this? It's probably one of the best like franchises to like stem like or like niche franchises to stem off of like a bigger franchise is that they the were one actually like power rangers no no it's so it's okay. it, it basically it's it's like a, a whole like sprawling plot um where these two racing teams need to fight against these racing robots in order to save the world and they travel and they like race in these realms and they yeah it's just really really cool and the characters are great and they actually canceled it because they were worried that it would become more popular than Hot Wheels itself. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, that which, is, which is so upsetting because it ended on a cliffhanger and oh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I really, I really enjoy it. Watching them again was really fun. I still have a lot of the cars, which I looked online and I'm like, oh, I wonder how much this car is. Oh, I'm not paying $500 for a Hot Wheels <laughs> oh. car. And uh, yeah, so that's... That's what I do. I kind of just like explore my childhood nostalgia stuff and uh, take video game pictures and play card games. Man, I've been doing a lot recently, funny enough. Uh, I've been getting back into card games, minus magic. I've, I've, I'm in that screw magic phase and I have been for about two years now. So I'm very much <laughs> just like, I think I'm done with it. I'm playing like Pokemon. It's been super fun. Nice. Getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh. 
I used to work at a card shop for a number of years, so I like I've kind of played everything that's passed through our shelves. That's like if if it exists, I've tried it. Um, that's awesome. I've also been recently into doing like I'm doing air quotes Lego sets where they have like the my own creation stuff. Oh, and like so, that Disney thing you were showing up. Yeah, I was posting some yeah. pics in the in the server, and there's there's this website that has construction bricks, and they use the the sets based off of my own creation. So they'll take that and they'll put all pieces together and sell it to you as a kit. And I've gotten too many of those now, but man, they're a lot of fun, and it's like basically like Lego. And that's been that's been consuming a lot of my time recently because you get a lot of really cool kits you wouldn't get normally, like the Ebon that's Hawk awesome. from from Kotor. The ghost from Rebel. I've got a lot of Star Wars ones now. I think about it. <laughs> got the Mandalorian Razor Crest. Got even more of them coming. But yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Nice. My um, outside of Digimon, my hobbies have been kind of put on the back burner for a moment because my life has been ridiculous as of late <laughs> in good ways. Um, but I've just been busy. But generally, when I'm not super busy, um. I don't know, I don't have a lot of really specific hobbies other than I like to just kind of do a little bit of exploring around. And uh, my favorite of that is there's a lot of really good uh, nature walks near where I live. Um, I haven't found a whole lot at my new place just yet. There's like one good one, but I haven't uh, found too many as good as where I was, which is thankfully only about a 30 minute drive from here. Um, just, I like to walk around on these, they have these raised walkways above these wetlands that you can just go over and you see all sorts of uh, cool water birds and you see all sorts of alligators and turtles and lots of uh, just lots of fun creatures that we have down here in Florida and I really very much enjoy just checking those out um, since it's here in Florida like even here at the time like November it's still flipping hot so it's uh you don't you, you don't ever have to worry about it being cold either which I like that's kind of why I'm here because I am basically a lizard <laughs> and so <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's what I like to do a lot outside of Digimon. That's also why, for those that know me, know that I really like aquatic Digimon the most. And it's because in real life, I like aquatic animals a lot, whether they be birds, reptiles, fish, whatever it may be. I really, really enjoy looking at those. Vince, what's that face for? Can a bird be aquatic? Oh, okay. So there is a <laughs> lot of aquatic birds out here. So we call them waterfowl. And, oh. you know, it's anything like a duck, for example. Yeah. Okay. Example got it. Got it. But I, when I think aquatic, I think lives in the water. Lives in the water. <laughs> right. So one bird in particular, the Aninga or Aninka, if you like to pronounce the H, whichever, um, they are a really cool bird. They have really they have long neck, kind of like a heron or a cormorant, and they have a stabbing like beak. And what they'll do is they'll sit on the water and then they can swim really well under the water. And so they'll do that. They'll go in, they'll stab a fish right through while they're underwater and then bring it back up and just guzzle it down. And it's uh, fascinating to watch. You, you'll see like just their necks when they're in their water. And so they kind of look like a snake swimming around. Mm. And uh, yeah, they're, they're fantastic creatures to watch. So, yeah, I like animals. <laughs> um, so cool, good hobbies, good hobbies all around. And uh, that brings us to Ghost Game. So we had a few episodes of Ghost Game, two of them to be precise, that we have to go over. The first one, I don't know the names of them, and I'm just going to say what we write them down as. So we have the one with Jellymon <laughs> and the one with Sirenmon <laughs> is what we have written down. So um, we'll share our opinions, we'll share what we thought about them overall, and... My, my first question actually comes from the one with Jellymon, and we'll focus on that one first. So I think that was a great episode overall. I liked it a lot. 
Um, I, I really did. I thought it was a, a cool concept. And the thing that I'm not sure about though is why were there snakes? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. I think in in Japan, like folklore, that's like usually the sign of coming disaster is snakes showing up and kind of going everywhere. What? Yeah. <laughs> this, okay, so it's one of those crazy like folklore things. One of those where yokai if you raised crazy there, things. You're never yeah. gonna know what on earth what it's talking about. Exactly. Like, like why there's always an umbrella with a single eye and a big tongue. Yeah. In Japanese folklore, and a foot. <laughs> don't forget the foot. It has a foot. And, and one foot. foot. And it has a foot. Exactly. And it has a foot. So. Okay, so it's one of those things. Yeah. So I'm I could be excused for not understanding why there were snakes, but I am glad there were snakes because yeah. that led to like the best moment in the episode when Gamamon Gamamon's just so excited and running around <laughs> holding a bunch of snakes. I guess I just assumed that it was some Digimon causing that. Like maybe the Digimon that looks like a snake was causing the snakes or something. But I don't know if that's in there. Yeah, I don't know if that's in its lore or anything. Which I would have thought if like Sandiramon had shown up like I thought it was going to do, but it didn't. Mm -mm. It Instead it was Majiramon. He's a dragon, which is snake-like, but those snakes were definitely closer to like Orochimon or Sandiramon type snakes. Yeah, so, interesting yeah. choice. It was interesting because they kind of played with the idea of the whole like the North, South, East, West Guardian theme that's pretty popular in a lot of like Japan mythology with mm -hmm. the, the like the goat, the snake, the dragon, the rabbit. But it, it didn't really lead to much. It's just like, oh, that's neat. It's a reference to that. And that's it. Yeah, in previous bits of Digimon, the, the armor evolutions have always been heavily aligned with Devas. Like, Devas very frequently evolve from armor evolutions. So I find that interesting that they continued using that kind of um, association with them. So I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. I probably won't, to be honest. Yeah, it felt like a really big setup for something. And then it's like, yeah. we're probably not going to see it again. And that actually does lead. I I'm going to skip ahead to episode six for like very briefly, because I there's something very relevant to what you're saying there. And that is um, Yokoman. Not yeah, I was, was going to mention that too. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, mm. okay. Uh, purple purple Cubimon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that showing up at the Fox Shrine and just kind of like being there, being like mm -hmm. a, just something where it's like it understands how everything works and it's just because uh, it, it, it had mentioned it's like oh, all these Digimon taking advantage of the holograms and it's like okay, first of all, talk more about that, please. It's like please. no nap time, you jerk. Um, <laughs> but it seemed to be part of like just the kind of natural order of how things were. And right. Same same way with Majiramon. Majiramon was showing up because of the whole money thing. So it's like, it goes back to how the director of Adventure described what Digimon were, and not that they were digital entities to begin with, but that they were yokai originally that basically came into the digital world when it got created. And that's how they started interacting with humans. So it really feels like they're kind of emphasizing that whole thing with this, with making, which obviously calling them ghosts to begin with really does go along with that. but. I, it just seems like there might be a whole set of lore between yeah. how these Digimon are supposed to interact with the world and what they do. Because even Yokomon was hanging out at a fox shrine. Yeah, like, it's possible it, that... I feel like it's possible that these these entities existed and are the spirits that people think about in the mythology like back in the day, and they're only now manifesting because humanity has gone so far into creating holograms. So that I feel like that's that's a definite possibility. Like, they've been there this entire time, all the legends that surround them are about them. They just didn't know that they were Digimon. And now they're actually being able to like see them more because of the hologram stuff. 
Yeah, so I'm wondering if they will. T I'm hoping they'll touch more on that. It seems like they may, because they're obviously trying to set up things to make it more. They're trying to set up more mysteries, which I very much enjoy. I very much yeah. like that they're doing that. So um, I was very surprised to see the whole Yokomon scene at all. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked that it wasn't the focus of the episode and that they just kind of had a quick little thing where they're obviously just like doing stuff outside of the main plot and encountering more Digimon and that they're just there. I, I think that's really cool. And that also shows that not all Digimon are meddlers either. So Yeah, it's like Chumon in episode two. Where he's right. like kind of sinister, yeah. like meh, 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 and then he runs away. Yeah, he's just, away. He's just doing nothing. So but yeah. back to back to episode five, um five, I guess. So um yeah, so you had the it was that one was a lot more like how do I say dangerous? Like, there's a lot more stakes on that one, I guess. I yeah, it, other ones, like. it definitely upped the stakes. And then, I mean, it solved it really quick, which yes. has been kind of a theme. It's like it gets ramped up and then it's just a very quick finish. Yeah, it definitely feels like it was it, a lot of these have felt like they're trying to be two parters in one episode. It like kind of like has this slow burn and it kind of it, it feels to me like, oh, this is where it's going to the episode's going to end. and We're going to get a part two, but then it just keeps going and it finishes. Yeah, I think I think the the writers probably wanted more time to tell these stories mm -hmm. in a lot of in a lot of uh that that's my that's my uh what I'm getting from it because they do tend to have kind of weird pacing like the one with uh, Dracumon it, it ended up being like slow at the start and then and then it ended fast whereas I feel like this episode um ended up like zero to sixty like right away. And then, then also, like, kind of ended abruptly. Like, it was like, things were really frantic from the beginning. Like, I was almost confused um, near, like, the beginning part where, like, all these things were happening. It was like, oh, these talismans. Like, oh, this, like, I'm a hacker. Like, it was just happening. Oh, like, a lot Master of it was just degree. happening. Yeah, happening very fast. I, I enjoyed it a lot, but it does feel like these episodes would benefit from either being two-parters or being part of a show that is twice as long as the episode accounts of accounts for yeah we got a huge um, dump on on what's his name the chini bu what's his face what? what did you just say chini bu it's it's a term for eighth it's like sixth grader syndrome is the kind of the the term for it or basically they act like oh this dark power of mine Edge in Lords. my hands yeah like edgy <laughs> oh okay it's one of those things, one of those phrases I don't understand, like Sundir or something like that, where it's a, a Sundir. common art <laughs> in anime. Which is funny, because that relates to this episode in a way. Yeah, Jellymon is Jellymon. kind of a Sundere. I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, now you do. And now, and now your life is better because of knowing that fact. Is it? No. But yeah, no of course not. <laughs> I actually really like uh, Jellymon's personality, and I think that... Um, she meshes well with the with the group overall and this is kind of jumping into the the uh the last episode that um the one with siren mom uh it's kind of neat to see all of the digimon interact both with their partners but also with the other kids because some of them end up feeling like they're more similar to the um to the other's partner in some ways like hero um and angoramon are both like analytical and try to and have like um this knowledge and try to kind of like talk things out whereas like both Jellymon and Ruli end up uh, being more like uh, like let's go let's do this like the initiators um, but they both ended up with different partners so it's I think it's it's cool like that and it goes back to uh, kind of in original adventure where they were partnered with 
um, well, most of the time, partnered with Digimon that kind of like contrasted them and like pushed them to be um, better people or um, kind of grow. So I think that's that's cool. Yeah, they all seem to really get along with each other, which is nice because like even at the end of episode six, Gammon's like, "Hey, Ruli, how's how's my singing?" <laughs> like he didn't ask Hiro, he asked Ruli specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like that. I like that they're. Uh, we talked about this in the previous episode of the podcast where just uh, the Digimon are very much their own characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That plays very well to them not just having to deal with their partner, but being able to talk to anyone on the team and have a different conversation based on who they're talking to. Yeah. And everyone really, everyone really gets to shine. It's uh, especially in this last episode. Like I, I know we're kind of glazing over the, the one with Jellymon, but it's it's since that one like introduced the characters, like that was like their its purpose mm-hmm. to introduce mm-hmm. Akira, um, Kirishiro and uh, and Jellymon. It's it's kind of the same thing. But anyway, um, yeah, this past episode they all got to like do something that showcased how their character is in the series. So like, Ruli gets to initiate the adventure. She gets to push them forward. Um, Hero gets to uh, solve solve the problem. <laughs> he gets to uh, like kind of like analyze things and come up with a strategy. Um, and uh, Kyoshiro kind of does the hacking and uh, comic relief. So it's... I am surprised that he has a purpose. I am. Little faith. I was just expecting his whole thing to be like I'm scared all the time, and also I'm a weeb. And I mean, even Shaggy and Scooby Doo has a purpose. He's bait. He eats every food. So it's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he can throw his voice real well. That's also true. And he can speak with yes. the dog. Yes. So. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. I think. Um. I, I did like Kirishiro's introduction in that way to show that he does. It, yeah. He's he's bumbling. He's ridiculous. But he also is like really good at something. And yeah. I, I, Hacking has never been my favorite thing for a kid to be good at because it's like, come on, guys, come on. Like, that's this isn't I know this is a world of Digimon, but like this is also very unbelievable. And I just I don't know. It's, it's he, has, such a, he has it's a such master's a, degree. He, he, master's he can degree. do he's whatever very he wants. Smart. I don't know. It's, it's just a trope that I've never cared for to have like a young kid be like amazing and super smart and all this. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know, real, it, it's not even about realism, I guess. It's just about it being overdone, maybe, for me. I don't know. That's probably that I true. Don't like. But I, <laughs> that being said, I like that he at least has something. Even if it's not necessarily something that I enjoy as much, I do like it. And I also like that that is something that he and his partner actually mesh on. And that Jellymon sure. also seems to be really computer savvy. And I don't think that's a norm for Digimon, necessarily. I don't think all Digimon are necessarily just, like, able to do... Hacking. Like Gammamon did, did uh, so that might not be entirely true. Gammamon did oh, it accidentally. That's true. That so, was a um, that was a subroutine. Mm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a difference between like Gammamon's eyes glowing <laughs> and a thing unlocking, and uh, <laughs> Jellymon typing furiously at a keyboard saying "hack Going faster." Going fifty words per minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, because that's what hacking is, is typing mm-hmm. furiously exactly. on the keyboard. It is, yes. If, you, if, if you your ATM is high enough, you just keyboard. automatically get to hack. That's, that's right, it. that's right. Oh, Hollywood hacking, how I love you. So, anyway. It's a Unix um, system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, you're referencing Jurassic Park, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. That was, that's a real file explorer, by the way, where they're exploring around in that 3D space. That's it's a real a program. It's a dumb file explorer, yeah. but it is real. Like, 
Like I, I, I was surprised when I first learned that yes, you could navigate mm -hmm. by flying around a 3D space very slowly. And <laughs> I don't think anyone wanted to, but it definitely looked flashier for the film. So okay. I do appreciate that, that it was uh -huh. real, even if it was the least effective way of doing what she was doing. Anyway, Jellymon. Anyway, <laughs> anyway Jellymon. I am... Okay, so I'm slightly un uncomfortable about it, but also interested in this whole darling <laughs> Um... So obviously she said at the end of episode five and then repeated it near the beginning of episode six. Like, so I am curious about what exactly that means. If that is the correct translation that we're getting out of the word there. Like, is she actually affectionate towards Kyushiro or is it just like her being weird? I don't know. I, I kind of, it feels like it's going towards the, uh, the former there and i don't like that <laughs> so i feel like <laughs> i feel like it, initially when she said it it was kind of like like quiet and kind of something that she was saying to herself more than anyone else and that's why to me like i was like oh is this she have like a crush on him or something and I then it, like. and then when in this episode she kind of just said it so openly i was like okay so maybe this is just a thing she calls him now and it's not and that, that big of a deal the second time felt more like Cruella de Vil. Like, which is yeah, like, like darling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, um, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't really seem very Sundari, but maybe I'm mis misunderstanding um, that archetype. Because it, it seems like, she does, like she's not really hiding her, her affection for him now at this point. I just... I just don't want it to be real. I don't like that side of Digimon. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it'll be like graphic that. or yeah. I don't, well, I, I don't graphic. I think obviously. it's more just like I mean, more like, like oh, instead of being something I toy with, it's like oh, I have a respect for you because you like saved everyone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like she sees him more as like a, like an actual partner versus like a plaything that she can torment. Right. Yeah, there would be precedent at least because there was at least one other time where a Digimon did seem to have affection towards their partner with uh, Lalamon and Yoshino. It came up like only like twice near the end of Savers, and each time I'm like, hold on, what? <laughs> like, no. Excuse me. <laughs> of course, Cyber Sleuth has like a couple, I probably a couple Digimon that uh, like just straight up have. Okay, like, that's a whole different story. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cyber as far story, as video games go, they know who they're going towards, and yeah. Yeah, Lilymon is like deleting other girls' numbers off of this guy's phone because <laughs> she has a crush on him and she lives in his phone. All right. So. Yeah, I'm not a, not a fan. Again, I am into Digimon because you're raising creatures, and yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so. Anyway, I still like Jellymon very much as a character overall. I think that the introduction was great. I, it obviously was exactly what all of us were expecting, mm -hmm. that Jellymon was just kind of like screwing with Kyoshiro yeah. visibly this whole time. She's a lot more violent about it than I was expecting. Yeah, was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> not blood on the ceiling of like, put this on. That was freaking hilarious. Right, that was really good. <laughs> I knew I knew it had to have been catch-up or something. Oh, like, yeah. Will they really go that hard in a kid's show? Like, this is Japan, of course. They don't have the same... Uh, restrictions that American audiences have, but this is uh that still seems a little hardcore. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, that's probably catch up. But either way, good on them for even like <laughs> referencing writing in blood. Like that's cool. <laughs> and it shows they uh, again, this is a horror show at its uh as one of its tenets. So I like that. I think we should start we should talk about how um 
these situations consistently get resolved at this point in the series, um, like the combat um, element, yeah. and then and then culminating with hero reasoning with them. I'm still on board with it at this point. I know some people are getting bored of the uh, of the routine of combat happens long enough for hero to figure out how to talk to the Digimon, which is honestly at this point I feel like it's kind of okay because they're still developing these characters, they're still getting the, the actual story itself going, so they have to let kind of the humans shine more. Um, I do wish that other characters had were able to resolve things like that and not just Hero. Like, I know I, I read something where someone was like, I thought Ruli was going to be the one to reason with Siren Mon since she's musically inclined, and that would have made sense. Um, but I, do, I did enjoy Hero uh, singing poorly. At the end, and that, that was did, good at least. Yeah, that did actually just make me laugh, and which is not something that I got from uh, twenty twenty, and it's not something I frequently get from most Digimon series I watch. So I, I guess that was that was like offbeat enough for me to uh, haha pun. But yeah, no, it was ah. offbeat enough for me to kind of like laugh at and enjoy a decent amount. Um, I do think in the future they're gonna start ramping up the. The like intensity of the fights, especially as other the other partners start evolving, and maybe they'll resolve things a bit differently. Um, especially as more dangerous and unreasonable Digimon show up, because they're not all going to be like Siren Mon. Yeah, well, so what's interesting is there was an interview with a director, uh, which I haven't read most of it, but the parts I did get were uh, he c plans on having a lot of the fights end with a talk it out versus a actual fight. And it's not going to be the norm that they're going to fight a lot. So I think we should expect definitely more talk it out scenes. Um, but yeah, it's definitely becoming more of like a, if every Digimon is just reasonable, why are they doing bad things in the first place? Where it's like, oh, just talk it out. But I'm super scary. I'm going to kill you, but we'll talk it out. Yeah. That's where I'm hoping we get a little bit more difference. Because yeah. it's like everyone so far has been talk it out. Except uh, even you know Dracumon, which not, was going to be not like Clockmon. True. Sorry, the very yeah, first Clockmon one was had, not. And they did lead with that, mm -hmm. so that's what makes me think that it would probably be like as the stakes increase, um, there would be there would be less of that going on. Well, the thing again, this... I have no. Well, what? Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, no. Like, I just think as I would like to see more uh, uh, other of the other characters mm -hmm. kind of deal with these situations and not just not just here. That makes sense, but like. The stakes have always been you lose your life. So it's kind of hard to ramp up higher than that. Because even in this episode, they're like, oh, if you were in there for any more, really, you'd be dead. Yeah, that is true. I guess I more meant like uh, stakes beyond just like individuals. So like even something like someone dying, like, yeah, that sucks. But then there's also something like, beyond that. It's like multiple people in this city will die because of this, like which, which has also happened. But like, yeah, just like it can keep escalating and it also depends on the individual Digimon, right? So if if Clockmon is going around being um, a piece of crap to people, yeah, it's more it's more important that you get rid of him than uh, try to reason with someone like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I think all of this is to say that I'm very interested to see what direction mm -hmm. they take. Uh, this and it's it's at least engaging in that way. I think even the people that dislike uh, the lack of mindless fighting can kind of maybe get behind that. Maybe you're a little bit excited to see where things go. Maybe a little bit. So I don't have a problem with the concept. I think the the idea of the talking it out is good. 
I, I think it's legitimately a good mm -hmm. idea, and I think there's a lot they can do with that. But I do have a bit of a problem with the execution. And to speak to that, I will say that I liked the resolution of episode 5 a lot more than I'd like the other resolution. The resolution being that, like, they had to reverse what they had done and fix the problem, and then just uh, at that point, once they actually fixed what was happening, that's when the resolution resolved. And I think talking can be similarly satisfying if the talk makes sense. And I will tell you right now that I do not think that the talk with Sirenmon made sense. And that is because we didn't really get a good look at why Sirenmon was doing what it was doing. We, we were given clues, right? It's a diva. It wants to be the center of attention. It wants to be singing. And I think that's something to explore, but I don't think that that was explored. I think that by the time Hero was like, oh, that was my bad song and Sirenmon liked it. It's like, first of all, why did Sirenmon like it? What appealed to her about that? And, um, but he's explaining, he's like, songs can make people happy. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? Like, what, what was the, how did that touch Sirenmon? Like, was Sirenmon's whole purpose in using songs to make people unhappy? Was that its goal? Because, I mean, it could have been. I, but that wasn't really clear, like, if that was, and I just, uh, I, I just feel like I don't understand why Sirenmon had any kind of a change of heart to stop doing what it was doing, based on what Hero was telling it. Because if Hero had told me that, I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, I, this doesn't have anything to do with what I'm doing. I'm just going around singing at people, trying to get attention. But it's like, telling Sirenmon that songs make people happy wasn't really a satisfy satisfying resolution to me. Like, I don't That's get fair. why that was the solution. That's kind of how I felt too. I'm like, okay, okay, power of friendship, I guess. I guess, I guess, be happy. And that that was, yeah, no, that was a good point of of that. I felt sort of similarly about Pumpmon, the Pumpmon ending. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like friends can be friends if you are friends with them. And Pumpmon was like, wow, I guess you're right. We don't all have to have a pumpkin on our head. My yeah. worldview is shattered. Yeah, like I feel like that wasn't his. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't congruous with like how I saw his philosophy, which was just, yeah, the pumpkin song. I don't know. It's also interesting. I'm trying to understand the mechanics of the vital bracelet. So how did it transfer Sirenmon into the, the world between? Did that, pretty were they sure in, that just... Are they in the world sure between that. already? That, that, so yeah, the, the Digimon exist in that world. Gotcha. Um, but the... So like there's realizing, which is what Jackiemon was... Or they call it materializing. I gotta remember that materializing, which is what Jackiemon wanted to do, so it could actually be physically there in the world. But anyone who's just doing that shimmery hologram thing is actually in that world between. And that's why they can only manifest as holograms to people, which um, can be then isolated using that digital field, as they started calling it. So once the, that activates, the Digimon in the world between no longer can see the real outside world, they only see that contained world. And that's where they get stuck. I do wonder what the range on that is, mm -hmm. if every Digimon suddenly pulls into that, or if it's just a, a certain amount of space that gets into. And obviously the biggest question that came up with that world between is, why was Angoramon insistent that Ruli use her vital bracelet to do that? Because... Yeah, it was interesting. It didn't <laughs> seem to make a difference, at least not in any kind of noticeable way. Um, so like Hero was about to do it, why wouldn't you just let Ruli, or why wouldn't you just let Hero do it instead of saying, wait, no, Hero, let Ruli do it. Is it like, did he just want her to give practice? Give her a turn. I don't know. <laughs> practice. <Yeah. laughs> like if you wanted to see if hers was combo. capable of it as well, I don't know. That's kind of, 
yeah, that's kind of they're the same. They're the same bracelet. So I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to see. Maybe it was for his own interest. I don't know. But, uh, he he does seem to be smarter than anyone else in that group about what this <laughs> at least at least about Digimon in general. So, um, and he he is someone who wants to learn more as well. So I I could see that as being the reason. But it was strangely very called out to have yeah. to do that. So maybe that'll be relevant later. Maybe it will. Maybe everyone's field has a different quality to it that makes certain things better than others. I don't know. And he also, I, I, it was a, a little bit out of place at the end when Angoramon's like, Game on evolved and then turned back. Why did he do that? And it's like, uh, why are you saying it again? You already know yeah. that. It's like the fourth time you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I maybe he's assuming... trying to drive home for the audience that it's not natural right. for this someone to, for, yeah, for Digimon to evolve and then go back it's supposed to be natural yeah. but yeah it's kind of my best guess is it's one of those things where it's like if this is your first episode like you kind of are want they want to make sure you know that like how they put that kind of thing in recaps a lot like they, they just want to make sure that like people aren't confused later i don't know I, so. I feel like it's it's one of those things that i don't think people would be asking questions about it's like yeah oh i guess that's just how this fantasy world works right exactly yeah. so to help make sure it's understood they repeated it which seemed out of place to me but Angoramon's also like the king of out of place lines like <laughs> I, I forget what they are but he's like he, he keeps doing like poems on some episodes about like I don't know what was the one about the pumpkins he said something really weird about the pumpkins oh yeah like and, to be the demon bring the pumpkin something like that something like <laughs> be that. the demon bring the pumpkin be the Angoramon. demon bring the pumpkin <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and he said something weird in the fifth episode too like I I just these weird random lines that are translated in such a strange way that like I have no idea what the actual meaning behind them is. And I was looking out for one this episode, but it didn't come. I was very disappointed that I didn't get a weird Angoramon poem this episode. But instead he just randomly brings up Gamamon evolving and going back. Yeah, I'd say episode six not my favorite overall. Like I, I like the concept. I think it was fun. I think uh um I like I seeing were... everyone together. Yeah, I yeah, like that for sure. I, I think the showing the interactions between them was its strongest point. I just think that um, for me, it's just the resolution mostly that killed it. Like I, I didn't, uh, it didn't go somewhere interesting to me, and it's uh, yeah, they're, 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 it's it was just kind of there. It was just kind of their episode apart from the, or the, like the first like seven or eight minutes of it, totally good, and then it just kind of slowed down from there for me. I feel like we're gonna start getting into the. The meat of the plot a bit soon uh but i also i haven't read these synopses that have come out or like the the little preview things which we should probably avoid mentioning those anyway i've read them all because that's just the kind of person i am oh uh, I, I i've been avoiding them like the plague same. i haven't read them either yeah i won't be surprised Good. that that i will make sure to leave them out because i'll just say there are some interesting things and i'll leave it at that okay yeah, that's that's uh, why I want to be able to experience mm, like purely. Yes, like from the there are good episode things. Episode. Yeah, I, I okay. definitely do want to see a little bit more of a, a bigger plot because we have like his dad, but that's not really going. Like he's trying to progress it, but like talking to some of these Digimon, but at the same time, yeah. like he's not really getting an answer. And then the whole yeah. like, what are Digimon? What is this digital world? Can we see we're the getting, digital world? I want to see all that stuff. We're getting we're getting trickle fed that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. While while um, kind of getting immersed in how the characters interact, how they interact with certain 
situations and they're furthering that for sure and i think i think um the pattern right now is like after they introduce the new character there's um there's the character there's the episode they get introduced in and then you get to see how they work with the dynamic that already exists and that yes. was this episode with um kirishiro and jellymon and success on that front now that all of the characters are introduced now we can start getting into the actual plot that's we how my brain sees it we can finally move into crows the most important episode that looks interesting to me because it's vague and i don't have any idea where they could go with that um the but crows. it looks interesting yeah <laughs> i like I, I like that it was literally just like next time on ghost game birds, birds. birds. <laughs> that was it <laughs> that's the, <name laughs> of the episode 20 it was uh yeah. that was beautiful it's interesting um, i do like i like the pattern that they have going of they just load up the episode with whatever thing most relates to the digimon that appears so like pumpmon there's millions of pumpkins mummymon there's mummies everywhere and yeah now we have crows everywhere so What's, it's like, cool, it's like a yeah it's like a fun fun little game that gets solved instantaneously by anyone yes. who knows anything about digimon <laughs> what's well, funny because they, they did that last time with the preview where it was all the snakes but like Quatamon wasn't the focus. He was barely on screen for like 10 yeah. seconds. It was actually Miramon or M Majiramon. And yeah. I was like, so it's, it, is this a misdirect too? Yes, well, it's an unreliable. Uh... I mean, the Digimon at least appeared. I don't know. It's it's a pretty big one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely going to be the main focus. I feel like the dude they showed, like the scraggly haired dude, he's got to be related in some way. I feel like oh, he's definitely. probably going to be some like anti-tamer. Evil Tamer. That would be amazing. That would be awesome because that was foreshadowed, and I do like it when foreshadowing has a reason. I would be very so. excited about that. Okay, so there we go. So there's Ghost Game this week and last week. Good stuff. We'll have two episodes to talk about next week. Two weeks from now. Gosh, two weeks from weeks, now. Weeks are confusing. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, time's weird. Seven whole days. How do you even keep track of that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we come to the final segment of our program. We're going to be talking about the Digimon of the week. And I don't know, should we do two since it's been two weeks? Or should we just stick with one? I think we'll stick with one. Sticking with one. Let's Sounds one. good. So we'll start by picking the number. Pick a random number between one and 759. Here's a random number, 160. All right, number 160. Oh, it's Otamamon. All right, so Otamon is a cute little blue tadpole. Sometimes it's red for no good reason. It's usually a child stage. Sometimes it's a baby for no good reason. And uh, yeah, it was introduced in the original Pendulum 1.0 Nature Spirits as one of the child forms there. People often associate it with Gekkomon because obviously tadpole becomes frog. And it's been in a lot of the shows. It was obviously an adventure. It was in Savers. It was in a few other ones beyond that. So. Yeah, Otamamon. Um, Vince, what do you think about this Digimon? It is a solid, like, average Digimon. Like, three out of five. It's it's, it's a it's cute looking most of the time. It's sprite, maybe not the best. <laughs> but we'll get into that one. It's Yeah, it exists. Um, yeah, it's, it's totally fine, Mon. I, I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other about it, but I, I'm not a, I'm not sad to see it. It's like, I don't know, this Otamamon's like quintessential Digimon adventure to me. Like, there's just so many of them in the series, um, like, over the course of it, and it's, um, like, it plays a, a key role, um, which is more than a lot of other Digimon. I like his face. 
I like his 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 arms and his mouth and the art just are just like pure Digimon to me. Um, I actually like his sprite. I don't mind it. It's like a it's like a little poly polywag. That's it. There you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't have any issues with this guy. He's like a he's like a three point five for me. What did I say about point fives? <laughs> uh, all right, so I'll round up. I like him. He's four out of five for me. He's a he's a cool dude. I, I like Geckomon a lot. I like that line in general. Um, amphibious Digimon or just something we need more of. Totally agree. So, um, for those unaware, I have heavy heavy pendulum bias. So if you don't no. look weird on the pendulum, I uh, you know, I probably like them a lot. So. Um, <laughs> That's an easy four for me. I love Otamamon. It's a it's a great design. Like Flirt, you said, it's quintessential that classic Digimon type of design. It's a blue aquatic Digimon, so that appeals to me greatly. Um, I like how simple it is. It's just round. It's got those little claws and the cute little tadpole tail. It's a and a big smile all the time. It's always got that big honking smile going on. So it's a it's a fun. It's a really fun little Digimon. I think it's in a world where a lot of child stage Digimon have gotten more and more like complex I, i've always gravitate towards the simpler ones as the ones i like the most so i think some level of complexity is good i think that giving them like a full like designer outfit is not good <laughs> <laughs> and otamamon's about as far from that as you can get like it is just an oval it's got two hands it's got a cute face it is exactly what i want from a child stage digimon so yeah i mean Four i just there. i just saw the beta design for it and i'm in love I think it's Oh yeah, the beta design yeah, that's I, so good. Yeah, there's a um, there's a lot of those that are good. I, that does, that shows up on the same page as the um, Ankylomon that I always like to post. <laughs> and it's um, yeah, it's a lot. It it's definitely a lot more. Uh, how do I say? What's the best word to put this? Like derpy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, like oh, you uh, there's a picture of it. I, yes, I yeah, I posted that. Um, so, that's, that's beautiful very good uh, yeah. if it was that i'd be like five out of five <laughs> look at that dumb <laughs> smile the little fangs little, little tiny about fangs. The fangs little oven mitt hands <laughs> that's good that's pretty perfect honestly yeah. actually yeah. i think that's yeah I prefer that's a five out of five right there <laughs> <laughs> i i do like the original oh, the the one we got but this one is that's pure baby it is That's very a, good. He's baby. As long as if you hit it, make a really good, just a whacking noise. Oh come on! <laughs> Why? <laughs> just a slap. Well, this thing's like so a, cute. But what if you smacked it what real hard? It? I mean, I'd imagine it sounds somewhat like an exercise ball, right? Yeah, ping. Yeah. I think that's what uh, that's what uh, Ken decided. That's what turned him into the Digimon Emperor. <laughs> It was a slippery <laughs> slope. Yeah. yeah. What it's noise like, does really this when I hit it? What does Wormmon sound like when I kick it? It sounds like. Wow, that's great. Keep saying. I'll, I'll it make sounds a... like screaming. <laughs> yeah, I'll make this the linchpin of my entire personality. Wow, what a hole that we had just jumped into. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, that's our show for today. Thank you, everyone. For on, that note, um, on that note. On that bombshell. As always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for participating this week. Um, for everyone watching, again, you can subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Anchor FM. We are all those places, so choose your favorite podcast place, and you can listen to us there. We will be back in two weeks with another episode to cover birds, and then also something else, whatever it will be. So, 
Thank you again for watching, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you.